everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son, on Booking the Territory podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of our Smoky Mountain Wrestling Podcast. This is Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast, where today we're doing Smoky Mountain Wrestling, episode 129 from July the 16th of 1994. We are in a new venue as we come to you today in the next few weeks from Northwest Ash High School in Warrensville, North Carolina. That's where the next set of TV tapings are. are coming from and these were recorded on july 5th of 94 and according to my records there are a reported 500 people in attendance but before we get into the new venue and new year new me and whatever other horse crap and shenanigans doc what's up man how you doing i don't want to put too much horse shit out there um because man i'm gonna tell you this week is, in my opinion, a pretty hot episode, and the wrestling is hot, and uh, usually, you know, sometimes we have to put on our working boots and get Harper to tell some stories about his colorful life. I don't think we need to do a lot of that today, uh, so let me just say I- I'm blessed. I was just um, paying some bills, waiting on you to call, writing some checks to all my favorite charities, and uh, I'm just real blessed to be here today, that's all. Just feeling humble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How are you doing this morning, man? I'm just feeling humble. Okay. I guess y'all are ready to do this. So I, yeah, Doc, I think we're all just I think we're all just awed by the power. Uh we're humble before the Lord and before Smoky Mountain, right? Y'all are just ready to get to the gangsters on next week's episode. So y'all are we can't excited get, because we can't get to next week unless we get through this week, right? right? Which which boosts <laughs> which which boosts the rating of this one is where I'm what I'm getting here. But anyway, uh, Doc, you got some demographics. It's a new venue. Yeah. Oof. So we are in Northville Ash High School, but this is in Warrensville, North Carolina, which happens to be. Now, imagine this. An unincorporated community. Well, we've had a few of these, so I mean, that's not such a shocker, right? That sounds like. I don't know, civic or civic zoning language for that's where the KKK hangs out. I don't know. Metairie's unincorporated, though, right? Hawkins? Yeah, right. So, you know. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure if I wanted to find out the population of Metairie, I could. I mean, don't get me wrong. A, a lot of the, you know, Metairie was a prime place for white flight back in the 80s and shit in New Orleans. But I'm just saying it ain't it, it ain't the only one, pal. Yeah, that was all over the place. Okay. And so you have to ask yourself, why was there white flight, Mike? Okay, uh, Hopper. Can we get? Well, yeah, I was a, I was a, I was a participant in middle school of white flight, although it wasn't of my own doing. And then, interestingly enough, the family after I graduated had to white flight again. That's Damn. Nice, Doc. Why do why do black people want to follow white people if white people don't want to be around them and they're mean to them? <laughs> I think that's a fair question, actually. I'm just waiting on you for, to get to the demographics of this. Okay, so what I did... Get, no, let me break kayfabe for a second. You're the one who, hey, bro, we got to get rolling. I got something to do at such and such time. Uh, can, we, can we get this thing rolling today? And now he's just filibustering. I'm teaching, I'm teaching a workshop at the homeless shelter for some <laughs> job skills. So that the people yeah. can dig themselves out of poverty. Speaking You're gonna of poverty. you go to hell from what you did to those people last time you did that. He walks into the meeting and he goes, dur, 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 dur. I hope y'all can understand me. And the people's mouth dropped. And he almost, yeah. and he got, yeah, he got shit canned and they said, no, you can't do this no more. He was trying to tell a joke and it was really offensive, but whatever. Go ahead, doc. So 
Speaking of poverty, let's go to the statistics. Get your you might you might want to get your calculator ready. Is all I'm saying. So we are in northern, I guess you could say northwestern North Carolina. And what I did is I just pulled out the the county statistics. So Ash County, Ashy County. But it's not very ashy because there's 97.16% white people. That's a lot of white people. Now, it's not like a thousand people either. Because in the county, you got 24,384 people. So, Mike, you might want to put in 24,400. I got it. I got now, it. For for black folk, well, how many? How, what percentage white? Ninety-seven point one six. So all of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, 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 wait. What was the total population again? Twenty. Just say twenty-four four hundred. A lot of white people. That's twenty three thousand six hundred ninety one point four nine white people out of. You needed crazy. Didn't need a calculator for that part of it, but you might for this. Okay. So twenty four four get you set back up times point six six percent African American. Oh Jesus! Uh, You're struggling because. You got to put a couple zeros before that. I know. That's what I just did. <laughs> mm. That's yeah. It's not a big number, Doc. What is it? You tell them. <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> I don't have it in front of me. What but... is it? Am I getting this right? One hundred and sixty-one uh, black folks. That's probably about right. Do they? Ha- How do they date? I mean, there's not a big pool there. You know what that means? All the white women are in trouble. Yeah. Uh, the, and it's so, a wonder. It's a wonder. New Jack and Mustafa weren't harmed. Um, I well, that's very very true. Um, so the median household income is twenty eight thousand eight hundred and twenty four, and a family uh, median income is thirty six thousand. So, Mike, what would you do tomorrow if you found out that for 2019, you are now going to make $36,000 as a family? I'd need to get three. I'd try to get, like, at least two jobs like that for sure. Okay. I would need about seven. <laughs> okay. That's just... or, or I could just, I don't know, to replicate my income to the lifestyle that I'm accustomed to, I might have to start enslaving people that don't look like okay, me. Okay, now you just sound stupid. Or selling some fucking up. Tim Horner lightning bolts. I'll have to buy a slow cooker. <laughs> you could, you could always become an uh, an opioid, um, an opioid, you know, dealer. I yeah. could, and just to tie this back, the first place I would go to apply my craft would be Ash County. So now we're back in Ash County, Mike. Maybe we should go to the ring. All right. That sounds good. That was a popcorn fart on the demographics. I mean, it's just getting old at this point because it's well, all the right. same. It's, it's, all a same. Co- it's copy <laughs> and paste. paste. It's a copy and paste, but we're, we're, we're 75% of the way through here almost. There's not that many new towns. That yeah, sucks. That's, that's a fact. All right. You does, it, to go to the ring? does it? That means we're only 25% away from the Sopranos podcast. Mm. We're going to have to talk about that. Um, but anyway, uh, y'all ready to go to the ring? Let's go. Let's man. go. Squirt, All right. So, so again, it's episode 129, July 16th, 1994. Like Doc just said, Warrensville, North Carolina, Northwest Ash High School. Les and Bob open up the show. They talk about the Beat the Champ title match, which will be Tracy Smothers versus Primetime Brian Lee. The Heavenly Bodies will be back for one week mm. and one week only, according to them here. And we will find out about a mystery partner. Uh, for Bob Armstrong. Now, uh, before I say anything else, uh, we need to then go to someone runs in at the very beginning, and we talked about this a little bit in the last couple of weeks. Here it is. Right now, here's our Smoky Mountain champion, our heavyweight champion, the Dirty White Boy. Doing? White Boy. Pretty good, pretty good. Hey, you must like hot weather, I tell you. Oh, I'll tell you, hot weather's been real good for the White Boy. It's a week of summer blast. Well, as you can see, turned out real good for the White Boy. 
not only did I prove to myself, but all the fans, and especially the dirty white girl, that uh, I was the better man and Jake the Snake. Anytime that you want another shot at this right here, big boy, all you got to do is slither back into the ring. But you know, on August the 5th in the Knoxville Coliseum, I'll be facing Bam Bam Terry Gordy of the Freebirds. Everybody knows him. And then the very next night on the 6th in Johnson City, I'll be taking on Dirty Dick Slater. So, boys, all I can say is I've worked long and hard and fought a lot of tough battles to get this back around my way. So all I can say to you boys, you better lace them up and get ready for action. That's going to be two great ones, white boy. I'm telling you, I'm looking forward to both of them. All right, fans, we're ready for action. Right now, let's go to the ring. All right, before I throw it to either one of you, I just want to say this. So he just pops up with the belt. We kind of talked about this last couple weeks. So from what I could find, and this might be wrong because you never know on Wikipedia and whatnot, uh, but it looks like Jake's last Smoky Mountain appearance may have been June the 18th, 1994, where at Freedom Hall, Jake beat Dirty White Boy via a DQ. And then, and after that, I can't find anywhere else that Jake shows up during this time period in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Um, and as we just saw, Dirty White Boy just shows up with the belt. So White Boy doesn't bury him or anything. He just says if you want a shot, you got it any time. But uh, rather, you know, as much as it was cool to see Jake come in, it just it ends literally yeah. nothing. So, Adam Hopper, what were your thoughts after you finally got to this point? I was thinking, how did how did Cornette get the belt back? Um, He from what I have heard and I heard Jim say a couple of times, Jake didn't have the belt. Jake didn't take the belt. Uh, he wasn't traveling. He was smart okay. enough. That's he was thinking. smart enough to, to see that coming. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he always, he, always he got his baseball bat and went over to that Jake's crack house. Like he did that cameraman or whatever. God, dude, that's so fun to listen to case <laughs> fucking Casey, that motherfucker. I I can get I can get him on the show if y'all want. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I I can't. He's he's uh he's a he's interacted he's interact he's interacted with me on um on Twitter. Let's not take a a hot take on um Jake right here. What else you got? I well I just do think that Dirty White Boy for probably being frustrated at Jake because they probably wanted to see this through. Has a lot of professional respect for Jake because they've worked in promotions together in the past. He didn't just go out there and drop a whip off his jacket and drop an elbow on an invisible Jake like Rick would have done in the late nineties. I thought he did that very respectfully. He could have buried him. He could have. He's not there to defend himself. Yeah. I mean, he he actually I thought he went out of his way to be nice to him. I agree. I agree. I, well, see, we're back on the same page. And so I was are- thinking maybe uh, Cornette told him to do that just in case he uh, fucking Sobered Jake up. would, would I want to come back or something. I don't know, man. He was the champ and didn't show up. I don't know that Corny is the forgiving type. I think Cornette just was like, all right, I'm moving on from this bullshit. Well, and he's got other things going on. So let's get to the Armstrongs there, pal. Well, Scott and Steve win, and that's all I had. They beat. Um, Chris Hamrick and Steve Skyfire. So and I then, watched this episode on the on the network. I don't know if it's available on YouTube as well. Um, but WWE forgot to blur the appearance number on this one, so we yeah, could sure did. we could get we could call in and get somebody to show yeah. up. I think I called it. Skyfire is going to be on the next episode. <laughs> mm. That's awesome, dude. Way to yeah. book it, man. Skyfire, go fucking name yourself after fucking Transformers. That's 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 hot. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Chris Hamrick and Steve Skyfire. Any other thoughts on that match besides the Armstrongs winning? Decent match. It's all right. Yeah. And then we get a promo, and mm, yeah, it's just. I just said it was average. That's the only thing I had from it. Yeah, I'll say that. Promo. Yeah. It wasn't awful, but it wasn't great either. It was just average. But then. You're going to get to a segment where there's all kinds of shit you need to play. Yeah, this is. Let me let me let me get to it. Let's fast forward a little bit here. There's yeah. a segment. It's coming up. It's Les, and he's interviewing Bob Armstrong and Tracy Smothers, and they're in the ring. So I'm going to play um, 
Well, actually, it's they're in the ring, and then they throw it to Corny in front of a Apple IIe computer that takes a floppy disk. Uh, so yeah, just hit play. Uh, I'll break this up in a segment. Here it is. Bob Armstrong and the wild-eyed Southern boy Tracy Smothers, and of course Bob, you and Tracy, and a mystery partner will be squaring off with the Funks and Bruiser Bedlam with Jim Cornette in their corner, and you have some stipulations for this match, right? That's exactly right. I have got stipulations, but as usual, so did Jimmy Cornette. That's you right. don't ask him for something. He's not dumb. He's just plain stupid, but he's got to have his way about things. And I did want a coward wave as a flag match, but he said, I won't do that unless you do this. Well, you know, we've got a videotape of Jim Cornette, and as you say, you want something, you've got to give something in return. Right now, let's look at that VR and see what Mr. Cornette has to say. You know, I've finally, after long last, gotten exactly what I wanted. Bullet Bob Armstrong has resigned as the commissioner of Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Effective August the 5th, he'll no longer be the commissioner because he wants to get... Oh, hold on a second. Union headquarters. Well, if he's not getting the job done, fire him. His wife's pregnant. Well, fire her too. They're obviously not doing enough overtime. All right? Yeah. Anyway, as I was about to say, Bullet Bob Armstrong wants to get back in the ring. He wants to get a hold of the union so bad, the Federation of International Thugs and Eliminators, that he's willing to sacrifice his commissionership to get back in the ring. And I have this communication, as a matter of fact, from him here on my desk that says that he wants a special match because he wants to take Tracy Smothers as his partner because we've done so many terrible things to Tracy. And he wants to have a six-man tag with Dory and Terry Funk and Bruiser Bedlam. And I said, well, wait a minute, two of them, three of us, that doesn't add up. But then they said he wants a mystery partner to be involved. So then I got started thinking, something's up Bob Armstrong's sleeve. And then I got this piece of paper here, this contract. What he wants is he wants a Coward Waves the Flag match. The match to end all matches with Dorian Terry Funk and Bruiser Bedlam against Bob Armstrong, Tracy Smothers, and, and whoever this mysterious partner of his is. Well, <laughs> Bob Armstrong, I don't know who you think you are, but I'm not born yesterday, brother. You were born at last night, and you're still in the dark, as a matter of fact. Let me explain something to you. Jim Cornette has conditions on everything. Jim Cornette gets what he wants. So I put a few clauses in the contract, and the only way that I will sign it is if there's two six-man tag team matches. Because if you get the kind of match that you want, then we get the kind of match that we want too. That's the only way I'll agree to it without knowing who your partner is. So basically this, since your retirement is effective August the 5th, then that's the way that the thing's going to turn out. August the 5th, Knoxville Civic Coliseum, the Night of Legends. Can't think of a better place because you're an old fossil, Bob Armstrong. It's going to be a Coward Waves the Flag match. Bob Armstrong, Tracy Smothers, and whoever their partner is against Dorian Terry Funk and Bruiser Bedlam. You know how the match is over, Bob Armstrong? Yeah, of course you do, because you asked for it. But I'm going to remind you one more time. The match is over. Not in anything that happens in the ring. Not if somebody's leg gets broken and they give up. Not if somebody gets pinned. Not if they submit. Not if anything happens in the ring. No. The guy standing outside has to wave a white flag. That's the only way that the match can be over. I don't know who you got waving your flag, Bob Armstrong, but I don't care about my men's health. So I'm certainly not going to wave that flag because I don't want to lose. But then our match, the one that we want, the following night, August 6th, Fire on the Mountain, Johnson City, Tennessee. It's going to be a Texas death match. That's right, Armstrong. The Funk family invented them. It's simple. There's no rules. You get in there and you fight with everything you got. If somebody gets pinned, they got 30 seconds, and then they can pop right back up and you wrestle again. It could go four falls or 40. The only way to win the match is to beat your opponents down so bad that they can't continue and they wave it off. So you see, a Texas death match is right up our alley. So we get what we want, and you get what you want. And I still want to know who you're turning the commissionership over to, and I also want to know who this mystery partner is, because none of that is specified in this contract. So I'm still going to keep my eye on you, Armstrong, but that's it. They're calling it double trouble. Twin six-mans, August 5th and 6th. One for us, one for you. <laughs> Let me get that idiot back on the phone. All right, so there's a lot going there, Doc. You want to take a stab at it first? Who is the they that's calling it double trouble? I don't know. Pronouns. So remember yeah. back in 94 when a, a big-ass computer was really just kind of a paperweight? Yeah. It was a fucking... It was basically just a word processor. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> where's the internet, man? Right. <laughs> I need the I internet. Mean, it, was, it was only... <laughs> basically, I, I didn't unless spend you had a floppy disk to save spend, stuff on... I didn't spend two thousand dollars for these chips and circuits and this paperweight not to be able to see some naked people get it on. So, where's the internet? 
Boy, you ain't lying. They've come a long way. It used to be a paperweight, and now you can watch titties and ass on that shit 24-7 for free, as long as you got an yeah. internet connection. All right, so um, he says fine people in terms of the union. I'm not sure Corny knows how a union works. Fire, I mean, fire people. You ain't firing nobody in a union, pal. That's not how union wor unions work. Okay. Some deep analysis there. Yeah. Well, the line that popped me was when he said, I don't care about my men's health. <laughs> that's so in a, nice. that, that's that's important in a coward waves the flag match right that's like an incoming proposition is that you're willing to watch people suffer and not wave a flag <laughs> that's nice that's nice and, all right and then i was like hmm a coward waves the flag match where's horner is horner still in the promotion i think he's gone too no, i think i think tim's gone yeah, man, we got a lot of changes happening. Jake's gone, Tim's gone, uh, Daryl Van Horn's gone. Yeah, I think I think Tim's gone. Uh, I think Well Done's about to be gone if they aren't already gone. But yeah, uh, all right, Hopper. Anything I'll be real honest about Well Done. They stuck around a lot longer than I remember them when I was zipping through these episodes a few years ago. <laughs> yeah, man, you... I kept waiting for Well Done to fucking. To catch fire or, or to do something, it's and just, I'm not, I'm not sure they're done anytime soon either. But I, that's just me. I'm guessing. Didn't do anything. We need to put them up against the gangsters, the gangsters. Oh, we, we're gonna get to that. Uh, Harper, what you got from this? Because we got a little bit, we got more to go on this shit right here that just went down. Yeah, I was just uh, thinking, where was this filmed at? It looks Starcade, like Starcade Control Center. Yeah. <laughs> It, 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 I think it's it's it, it, it looks like he's in a cubicle for like a telemarketer or something. <laughs> in front of his Apple two E that takes a floppy disk. Yeah. And so keep going. I, th I think uh Bob I mean uh Bullet Bob fucking looks like a fucking homeless guy with the shit he's wearing. In the ring, I'm gonna get to yeah. Let's let's get to that. So let me wrap this up. August fifth, Night of Legends. Man, it's Bob. I did have a note. I said, look at those britches on Bob. Damn. Yeah. Jesus Christ, right? And then he's got a camouflage tank top on. Holy he, shit! It looks like one of those guys that fucking comes up to you when you're pumping gas on, on fucking Claiborne <laughs> Avenue. Hey, bro, you got a cigarette, bro? You got a dollar? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't. Claiborne Avenue in New Orleans. What he's saying is in the middle of the hood, he's talking about people coming up to him dressed like that. All right. So wrapping this up, we got August 5th. Corny talks about Night of Legends. Bob Armstrong, Tracy Smothers in a mystery partner versus Dory, Terry, and Bruiser in a Coward Ways of Flag match. And there's also going to be an August 6th match. Same six guys. It's a Texas death match. Double trouble. We'll see how all this shakes out. But we then go back to the ring with Les, Bob, and Tracy. Let's hear what they have to say. Right, we've heard from Jim Cornette, and here's the way it stands. On Friday the 5th in Knoxville, you get your coward waves the flag match. But in return, because especially of the Funks is a Texas death match, Fire on the Mountain in Johnson City on Saturday the 6th, they get a Texas death match. So it's your shot on Friday, their advantage, if you will, on Saturday. Double trouble, Bob, but here's what I want to know. Of course, Cornette is going to be the coward in the corner with the flag on Friday night. You got it. You got it. Who's going to be waving the flag for the team of Armstrong, Smothers, and the mystery partner? Well, I'm glad you mentioned that because when we thought about who we needed in our corner for a flag man, Tracy and I thought about the same man at the same time. Right, Tracy? You're exactly right, Bob. And he's the toughest, the orneriest, the meanest man that the good, the good Lord ever put on this earth. If one of our arms was cut off, this guy wouldn't wave the flag. And, Bob, we both had the same guy in mind, right? Exactly right. He's a man who's put knots on my head, and I got scars on my face to prove it. He's the meanest man to ever come out of the Smoky Mountains. And why don't we bring him out right now and let everybody have a look at him? And I'm talking about none other than Mr. Ron Wright himself. He All knows right. something about pain. Well, I agree. He's a man There's that believes probably in no meaner man in the exactly Smoky Mountains. Right. He believes in no pain, no gain. Exactly. And by golly, he won't wave that flag like he said. 
If somebody gets a finger bit off, this man knows about pain. He's dished it out. He's taken it. He knows all about it. And he's a man we want in our corner because we don't want the match stopped. And by golly, I take Ron Zamani to do it. Right, Ron? How you doing, Ron? How you doing? Nice seeing all hey, you Ron. people spend a while. Now, let me tell you something, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Armstrong Smothers. I'll guarantee you you've picked one of the meanest men in the world, got the worst temper and the honorist, and I'll tell you one thing. You better not get in there and think that I'm going to wave this flag for any reason. It don't matter if they take your head off or what, because this flag won't wave. I'm going to take this flag. The reason I've got it tonight, I'm going to take it with me. I'm going to take it and dip it in concrete, and it'll be wrapped up solid in concrete like a cast to where it's impossible to wave it. And the only thing I might have to do with it, if Jim Cornette gets his nose up there and gets in the way, I might use that concrete flag around his head. Amen. You boys take care of business, and I'll be in the corner with the flag, but it won't be waved, brother. You know, you guys, I know you guys are planning on making this one of the worst night in Mr. Cornette's history. But, you know, we've got some videotape of what may have been the very worst night in Jim Cornette's career. You're was right. It 1986. You were there. 1986, Starcade exactly. at the Omni. I was there. You were there. We saw what happened, but nobody else did. Let's let him take a I've look, heard Ron. About it. Let's go to the VTR of the Starcade 86. All right, so we get Ron here, and they throw us to Starcade 86 when Corny broke his uh, or blew out his knee falling from the scaffold. But uh, before that, thoughts on what just went down there, Doc? Did you hear Bob Armstrong shooting at the end when Les said, "We, you were there, I saw I was there, I saw it. And Bob goes, we're the only ones that saw it. That's nice. I, yeah. Well, I was thinking that Vince, that, you know, Vince was sabotaging things left and right. So I wonder if that was some inside bait. Nah, I'm just kidding. Uh, Ron, dude, did you hear the pop Ron Wright got when he came out? Yeah, from that little uh, small. He was in that people. white suit from Pro Wrestling USA with the mm -hmm. black stripe down the side. I, everybody got excited about that. Let me tell you something, brother. Man, and tell me he's out of the wheelchair. Remember when he was a poor old decrepit man, and now he's back to being the meanest and honoriest guy in the world. And and the great part about it is, is that I didn't exactly remember who they picked. But when they said the meanest, honoriest man, you knew immediately they were getting ready to roll out Ron Wright. <laughs> yeah. That's, a, that's a reputation right there. That's like when you hear ZZ Top on the radio. You know that shit ZZ Top before you even hear any singing, man. That's just, he's got that rep. Harper, what did you think when they um, when they brought out Ron? That's, you know, he fuck it. He, he could walk now. And I was wondering how come no one brought up the wheelchair. You know when brother. I first... Well, I got real you know, bullshit. I remember when... I hadn't... Ron hadn't got out the wheelchair yet when I was watching this the first time. And I remember, like, just turning on... Must have been this episode. No, it was actually Night of Legends that I turned on one day. And I saw Ron in the, in the suit, and he was out there, and he was baby-facing. I was like, huh, they come a long way from... <laughs> first year to this so anyway um they so they they do all that and ron's gonna be out there he'll be holding the flag or basically a in concrete a, a concrete cylinder essentially yeah that was holding. like a little too much <laughs> you know, i was like what you're gonna it's gonna be a cast and what so yeah uh he's he's gonna be holding according to him we'll have to wait and see obviously um, but then they show the Starkid 86 footage when Cornette blew his knee out when Big Bubba didn't catch him, as was the plan. And in Corny's words, it Big looks brutal every time. Yeah, no, man. Fuck. I, legs, I always. Your legs not supposed it, to bend like that. Every time I see it, though, I think of what Corny said after he fell and he you know, dropped so hard. He said, Big Bubba looked at him and said, damn it, damn, Jimmy, you fell fast. <laughs> he was supposed to catch him. Anyway, um, so after that footage, though, we're back in the ring with Ron, Tracy, and Les and Bob Armstrong. Here it is. There you have it, and that was a bad night, and you say it's going to be worse on August the 5th. That's exactly right. It's going to be worse, and if I have to take this Smoky Mountain toothpick and take care of him, we will. I got the meanest man as our flag man, Tracy's mother's, and now it's about time I told everybody. You know, I said earlier to Bob Connell, I said, this is, and it's eating at me, 
I want to know who is going to be the third man on the team of Armstrong and Smothers. Well, that film should have given you a hint. I'll tell everybody right now, the third man on our team is going to be none other than Road Warrior Hawk. All right. <laughs> mm. And you know what hawks do to rats, don't you, Les? Yes. You know, we've got a camera in the dressing room with Jim Cornette. I would love to have a monitor where I could see the expression on this man's face right now, because you're right. Now, maybe he's the second meanest man to the one standing right here. Oh, would be Road Warrior Hawk. Oh, he might have kept that No. Hold on now. Hold. There ain't nothing you can do about it, brother. There ain't nothing you can do about it. Come on in here and I'll light you up with my Smoky Mountain matchstick, baby. Because you ain't nothing. The union's going down. Now you pick to live with human excrement. Let's see you dig your way out. Six man, the hog, brother. You know what hog do to rats, don't you? And the wild out southern boy, and I'm right smack dab in the middle. And this man don't know how to wave a flag. And that's why we chose it. So bring your butt in here right now, and we'll go right there. All right. So the recap, August the 5th in Knoxville. Road Warrior Hawk, Bullet Bob, and Tracy Smothers against Bruiser Bedlam and the Funks. Fire on the Mountain, August the 6th, Saturday, a Texas death match. The same six wrestlers, you'll want to be at one or both. It's going to be double trouble, August the 5th and the 6th. Bob, good luck to you. Thank you, baby. We'll need it. But we're going to take it home, baby. Show them where it's at. We'll be right back. Well, well, well. So, Harper, any thoughts uh, that the, how that thing ended and what the surprise? I'll say, God, I wonder how much you had to pay Hawk to do this. What was um, an extra 90- couple of an extra couple of test tubes of Diana ball, and he was oh, right on in. That's nice. What um, where was Hawk at during this time? Japan, I yeah, think, mm-hmm. with uh, what with Chono maybe or Sasaki. Nah, he had a tag team with one of those guys, and I don't know the time. I think he may have already been done, but he was over in East Eastern Championship Wrestling yeah. in early ECW for a while too. See, that, I remember, well, I don't remember it, but I remember seeing it. I've watched the, those episodes on the network, but that's why I was like, I thought, um, I, I, I know he, I know he's in Japan. He, they definitely were gone from the WWF by then. Cause I think they left, um, Oh yeah. They've been gone. Yeah. And, and like, I know, but they also were in WCW too before this. Like, I mean, they had gone back, but I don't know. I, I do remember him doing some like early ECW stuff. So anyway, um, all right, so Hawk's the mystery opponent, or, or the mystery partner, I should say. Um, anything else, Doc, from this segment? A couple of things. They haven't, so they did a great job because they revealed the name. We still haven't heard from Hawk, so there's still something else we can do here with this. It's, you know, you don't just go out there on the first segment of Raw and just spill the beans on everything, right? The slow build. And then, you know... We, we've talked ad nauseum about Corny feeling like he had to go to the Bob Armstrong angle early. And we've talked in recent weeks about how it's felt a little stale. This didn't feel stale to me at all. And so they, they, they reintroduced some things here that drew me back in, got me interested. Hawk is an, is a huge name here. So I'm interested in that. I've always liked Hawk. Ron Wright's back and he's dipping shit in concrete. So, you know, I this this I actually really enjoyed this. I thought it was really well done, and they've taken it what we thought was an angle that was starting to get a little flat and and pumped it back up for me. So, Aubrey, any other thoughts from you on it before we keep moving? I mean, he keeps bringing in big fucking big names. We just, I mean, we heard him bring up fucking Bam Bam Gordy in the beginning. Right, and fucking Dick Slater, and now there's fucking Hawk involved. Yeah, and the thing is, with, with guys like Slater... And... Macho, Macho was just... Right! Like... They had fucking Macho Man just there. Yeah, and the thing about Hawk, too, um, and even Dick Slater, that, you know, we talk about how... I mean, with Murdoch, you know, they brought him in a couple of times, and, you know, some of the people, they kind of recycled the old-timers. I mean, even Dory and Terry, but, yeah. you know, Hawk and Dick Slater, they're they're new. They're, 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 they Especially haven't been here Hawk. before. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if Hawk gave him a good deal since he pushed him off a scaffold eight years prior. (laughs) (laughs) 
I think it was Animal who was actually holding him while he fell. Man, if I made that fall and tore up my knee like that, I was going to blame everybody that was up on that right. scaffold. I ain't looking at name, proper noun names. You all motherfuckers, fuck me up. Fuck you. So let's keep moving. Um, Hawk is a big name, obviously, and he's coming in. So we go then to the Infernos versus the Rock and Roll Express. Rock and Roll Express wins pretty easily. Double drop kick. I don't have anything else from it, Doc. Did you? Uh, once again, did you hear the crowd get up for rock and roll? So again, the question is, is this an especially engaged crowd or is this the first hour of the taping or is it a little bit of both? But that crowd got up when they came out. Yeah. Uh, and that, that's been in, here before. That's one well, thing. That's yeah, true. It's the first week. That's true. And it's important because they need, be they need to be hot. They need to be hot because they're getting ready to run into a chocolate cloud of destruction. All right. Uh, Hopper, anything from you on the match? I, I didn't have anything from it. No. All right. So then they go to a recap of last week with Tammy finding out she's going to be the one who gets her head shaved uh, if Candido and Primetime Brian Lee lose. Uh, obviously, recap. I don't have anything from it. Um, they then go to a rock and roll promo. The whole point of this rock and roll promo that they do is um, the rock and roll out there. Uh, it's to announce that during the match with Candido and primetime Brian Lee, that Tammy will be handcuffed to Robert Gibson's brother, Ricky Gibson. I hadn't planned on playing it because I thought it was pretty meat and, meat and potatoes. Doc, what did you have from it? Yeah, not bad, but I wouldn't play it either. So, I mean, it's just they, they're further in the angle. I've yeah, met him once. Ricky Gibson? Yeah, I think okay. it was yeah, it was at one of my old uh, uh, the reunion the oh uh, the the, the southern reunion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm never going to that thing. But they have it yearly, right? It's from the summer. You're a curmudgeon. Yeah. No, I mean it wasn't a. It wasn't. I don't. Re- I don't remember when that even started. But I remember yeah. hearing about it once I moved. So. Fuck you, asshole. Mm. You and I are going to have to throw throw hands, aren't we? (laughs) I'm going to have to put you in your place. I was trying to resolve this amicably so that we could do this for the good of the show. That's funny. All right, let's keep it moving. we got a recap of Cornette having his face smushed into the cake by the Thrill Seekers. Uh, And then Bob Cottle... Let me get to it on this uh, timeline here. Bob Cottle throws us to a segment uh, where the Thrill Seeker is being attacked by a couple of mass men and Cornette. So uh, here that is. Unfortunately, what happened next after that was not a laughing matter. No, indeed. The Thrill Seekers arrived at the arena for a match a few days ago, and they were attacked by Jim Cornette and two masked men. A fan now with a video camera was getting tape of the wrestlers as they were arriving at the arena, and they caught the attack on tape. So let's take a look and see what she taped. Look, kids, there's the referee. Go ahead, Barry, look at his autograph. Imagine being these kids. <laughs> wow. Did you tell him thanks? Say, look, let's po- pose with him. He's going to pose with you. Get over there and stand beside him, Ashley. There you go. Smile now. Smile. There you go. Look, kids, it's the thrill seekers. Go get their autographs. Hurry, kids, come here. Hurry. Ashley, Derek, come here, hurry. Come here. Oh, my God. Go get somebody to help. Get somebody to help. in those Zubaz <laughs> tucked in raw t-shirt. They're bringing those back. Yes, Why they not? are. Why not? Okay. 
the guy not? that uh, the guy that owned that uh, sold the you know sold the name off a million years ago, and I think he 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 bought the name back. Well, no, didn't wasn't Hawk and didn't uh, Hawk and Animal have a piece in that? Yeah, but yeah. I, think they, I think they had like their Shark Tank dude. Right. Oh, oh, okay, okay, I got you. All right, uh, who wants to go? Topper, you want to go first with this? <laughs> I love how they explained why they would have video of this. Yeah. And it, 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 it reminded me of when uh, the horseman beat up uh, Dusty's arm, where they explained it to how J.J. paid a camera guy to get it on video. That's to explain... Why would they have this shit on video? Something it, you would never see done today. No, nowadays it's just like they don't explain why t- there's a camera in a Triple H's office watching them have a uh, you know a confidential fucking uh, meeting with somebody. <laughs> that's a great. That's a great point. Yeah, they don't explain it. <laughs> yeah, no, and, he's right. You're right. There's just a random camera filming it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, good point. And and. I just feel bad th- that the thrill seekers have to drive a Pontiac 6000 <laughs> around fucking North and South Carolina and Tennessee and fucking Kentucky. Well, Jericho just signed with AEW and his career took off, so I don't think he's driving that shit anymore. No. <laughs> Imagine if that's the car he drove all the way from Canada to the fucking Smoky Mountains. Yeah, listening I, I saw to, that. Listening to Iron Maiden and Danger Danger. Yeah, no, he he was a big Art Bell fan. Have you ever heard that? That was, I think, that was later on. Oh, okay, okay. Imagine what was on his fucking mixtape. Jesus mm. Christ! <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Hopper. I'm sorry, Doc. What do you have from this? Wow! Did you tell him thanks? Yeah, I know, huh? That was great. I would love to know who that was because she wasn't <laughs> bad in a role, but dude, she was a hick. All right, Tommy Noe, it- who is that? And He's listening I, to this. Mike, am I the only one that thought, stop the murder on TV? <laughs> Actually, it's in my notes. Stop the murder. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, my note here was Corny's car is just terrible. Um, and who are the masked men? Who could that be? Is it the gangsters? Tommy, okay, so Tommy Noe. No, that was two white guys, I think. Tommy Noe. You're out there. Uh, if you know who the two masked guys are, please tell us. And also, who is the broad behind the camera telling her children to go take a picture, guys? Did you tell them thank you? She should have said, kids. Why did, that, why did that young mother turn into Gomer Pyle? She should have uh, said, kids, oh, that's just a referee. Really? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's... Uh, so we'll keep he'll moving. Be um, he'll be dead before he's 40. That'll be worth something. Oh, my God. <laughs> what an asshole. Yeah. I right, know. That lady, uh, that lady That lady's a real problem. So let me ask a question. This next promo, the Thrill Seekers are sitting at like a table, a little small table. And I can't tell if Chris Jericho is sitting there in his tidy whitey underwear or not, but it sure looks like it. Lance has got his Zubaz on with his with his you know black tank top. Uh, what do y'all have from his promo? I mean, by far, I thought this was Jericho's best promo so far in Smoky Mountain. Okay, so he had, you want to get something he was hot about? All right, so do y'all want to play it? But I want. I feel like after what I just said, you kind of have to. But now you're making yeah. me wonder if I was wrong. No, it's just how they look. But anyway, well, it's 1994 me... in northern North Carolina with a couple of guys who haven't gotten the news that hair metal's dead. So yeah, well, that's how they that's how they look. Sitting around a fucking car table. Here it doing is. Doing crank and listening to Metallica. You know, Jim Cornette can say what he wants, but we all know it. Chris and I know it, and the Smoky Mountain Wrestling fans know it. It was the heavenly bodies that beat us up in that parking lot, and thanks to that fan's videotape, we've got proof. Jim Cornette even called the one Tom. We know it was the heavenly bodies, and so are all the fans. Chris took 18 stitches in the back of his head, He's and my face that. has looked better. But, you know, the heavenly bodies are really great, but we're not going to roll over and play dead for anybody. That's right, you know, heavenly bodies, you were banned from Smoky Mountain Wrestling when you lost the bluegrass brawl at Rock and Roll Express. And now you want to come back into Smoky Mountain Wrestling. 
well, you know, we could take this to court. We could file a grievance. But first of all, Jim Cornette would probably tie it up for weeks, months, years. Second of all, that's not how we want to decide this thing. You know, the only thing we could think to do legally to get you guys back in the ring is talk to Smoky Mountain Wrestling, who in turn talked to the World Wrestling Federation, who in turn told you that you had to come back to Smoky Mountain Wrestling for a week. And if a week is all we got, that's fine. Because there's two things in this world that don't forget. Elephants and thrill seekers. And we're not going to forget what you guys did to us, heavenly bodies. And I'll tell you something else, you made a mistake. Because you came and jumped us from behind. You beat us up. We're the first to admit you guys did a hell of a job. But let me tell you something. You didn't put us in the morgue. You didn't put us in the hospital. And therefore, you made a mistake. Because we're still alive and kicking. And believe me when I tell you that we might be flying all around, we might have new moves that you've never seen before, but we can fight. And we're here to say that coming up, we're gonna take you guys and we're gonna kick you like you've never been kicked before because we're not gonna let you forget about this because we're not gonna forget about it and none of the fans are gonna forget about this either. So Jim Cornette and the Heavenly Bodies, you watch out because we will have our revenge and it's gonna be really sweet. All right, Doc, you said it was his best one, so go first. Well, a lot of the times it's just we're really happy to be here. You guys have taken us into your heart. We feel at home. This is the first time he's really, they got something to be hot about. And it's not, you know, 2004, 1999, 2014 Jericho. But you can start to see the evolution that when he has to cut a promo on something, he can. He didn't know how to wrap it up, so he got a little bit. He kind of sputtered at the end, in my opinion. But you could—that's what the first time in this promotion. I was like, "Hmm, there's something in there." That's just my thought. I don't know. Harper, what do you have? Man, Lance sounded like he was reading a statement, huh? No <laughs> shit. It's like a press conference. <laughs> it's like it they had it written on a they, like they had it written word for word on a flip chart on the opposite wall and he was just <laughs> reading it oh boy he was he was uh okay uh and i guess i was the only one who was sitting there trying to figure out if jericho even had clothes on i don't care i don't look at men's underneath parts like you do so i didn't pay attention I was... my, eyes, my eyes don't just gravitate there like yours do I was okay. just trying to wonder where are they because I don't think it's a hotel room. Oh, I thought that was definitely a hotel room right by that front window at that round table. And that's must be a shitty hotel room. Beaten down twenty four ninety nine. <laughs> I think that's not, right. not not just that you can smoke in there; they force you to smoke in there, <laughs> so that it smells like smoke when you leave. Oh, God, yeah. You are not living your best life if that's where you're hanging out on a nightly basis. <laughs> living your best life. All right. So now, after all of that, of course, the Heavenly Bodies need to respond with Jim Cornette. And let's hear that. You know what happens to every great labor organizer, every great union boss? Whenever you start getting a little power, the false accusations start happening to Jimmy Hoffa. Now I'm being accused of being responsible for things that I had nothing to do with. Sure, the thrill seekers got attacked in a parking lot. Hey, that's not my fault. It was two guys in masks that did it, but now they're claiming that I was responsible for it, that the heavenly bodies were the guys under the mask. And thanks to some snoopy old lady trying to get autographs for a little snot-nosed brat kid with a video camera, they got a tape of it. You know, it's that kind of snoopiness in America today. They got those fine, upstanding Los Angeles police officers in hot water for trying to arrest that convicted felon, Rodney King. But if you'll notice, on that tape, it clearly shows that I was the one trying to pull those guys off the thrill seekers. I was the one trying to call those guys back because I knew the Storm and Jericho couldn't sustain any worse of a beating than they were already taken. But no, no, they can't let it lie. You know, thrill seekers, there's an old saying, be careful what you ask for because you just might get it. They went to the promoters in Smoky Mountain Wrestling, all the officials. Smoky Mountain Wrestling came to the World Wrestling Federation. Two big corporations getting in some kind of hoo-ha, some kind of collusion against a labor union, just like always happens. And now the result is that the World Wrestling Federation has said that they're not going to sign any matches featuring the Heavenly Bodies for the period of August 5th to August 13th. They're going to force the Heavenly Bodies under threat of a heavy fine to go back to Smoky Mountain Wrestling to meet the Thrill Seekers anytime, anyplace, anywhere that they want so the thrill seekers can get their revenge. They don't want to do it in a court of law because they haven't got any evidence. No, they want to get the heavenly bodies in a wrestling ring. Well, let me tell you something, punks. 
And I want you to listen real good. The heavenly bodies are coming back to Smoky Mountain Wrestling. The ban hasn't been lifted. But for one shining, glorious week, thrill seekers, the heavenly bodies, Dr. Desire, Tom Pritchard, and Gigolo, Jimmy Delray, they're going to be back in Smoky Mountain Wrestling to teach you punks a lesson. Sure, you've had all the flashy videos. You got all the fancy Dan moves. You got those pretty faces. And all the fans are cheering for you. But now we're going to find out if you got guts, thrill seekers. This is your acid test. This is your chance of a lifetime. Because these men dominated Smoky Mountain Wrestling on some very basic principles. Blood, guts, violence, and intimidation. And you've had some wins over some mid-level teams. You've done a few nice things. But when you get in the ring with the heavenly bodies, you're in there against the guys that have been there many times. You're in there against the cream of the crop. You're in there against a couple of guys that'll stop at nothing to end your career and send you on your way because they ain't rolling over and playing dead for nobody. They got a reputation to uphold. So, Thrill Seekers, we're going to find out if you've got it in here, brother, if you've got the heart and the desire to be on top, to be main eventers, to be championship material, because the heavenly bodies are going to give you the damnedest fight that you've ever been in in your life. And I don't think you're going to win it. <laughs> Thrill Seekers, you asked for them, you got them. What are you going to do with them? Well, I guess I'll throw it to Doc first. I like why he explained how the bodies have been allowed to come back, but what were your thoughts? Doc. Shut up. I'm fuck on uh, I had to cough a little bit. It's early morning, Shut man. I'm fuck still clearing out. It's like a lawnmower in the wintertime. So I like that, too, that he explained it. But it does it part of you feel like even though we missed the boys, that they haven't been away long enough to pay off that step of being yeah, gone forever? Yeah. Uh, They haven't. I, I feel like they've only been gone a couple of months. I know it's been yeah, longer, so but. The other yeah. thing is, go to 2930 if you're watching it on the network. Mm-hmm. Jiggle Jimmy Del Rey, they're going to. All right, go ahead, I'm sorry. Del Rey is massaging his chest there in the background. Ugh. Oh, God. Look. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, that Jesus be, I, Christ. So, while I don't feel like they've paid off the stipulation, I have truly and thoroughly missed Jimmy Del Rey's antics and shenanigans and horseshit. So, welcome blowing, back, Del Rey. He's blowing kisses at one point, too? <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. Oh, the sweet Jimmy Del Rey. What a Rest dirty bastard. Rest in peace. Our, imagine if him and... Daryl Van Horn and the three of us got together for an evening. Mm. All right. So um, I was kind of disappointed he didn't talk, though. I wanted him to cut a Yeah. Say something. I can't wait for him to get something in. Yeah, man. That was my only thing. But I don't know. Hopper, what did you have from this? Just no. Yeah, I like what Doc said. I They haven't been, been away long enough. They really they, haven't. They really haven't. Yeah. The The... The tank is at three quarters. I mean, it's a, the tank is at like a, a quarter of fucking gas left. This should have waited till it got to nothing. Do you think some of this is just that Corny has figured out that well done is done and he just can't get he can't get it going? Yeah. With them. I don't know, but I mean, well done yeah, is when fuck. he talked about. When you had some some victories against some mid level tag teams, like okay, that's that's a well done. The Infernos. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well done. Just fuck. They 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 never hit on nothing for me the whole time. It was just like, ah, uh, here we go, you know. You, and I try to you, give them the benefit of the doubt, but you know what's fucked up? I saw a shoot fucking interview they did what they're still waiting for their fucking music <laughs> uh, anything anything else from this y'all nah alright so let's go now to after all of that remember we still got an angle going on with Tammy Primetime Brian Lee Candido and a rock and roll so let's now go to them or, or Tammy Primetime and Candido here they are and uh, primetime, Brian Lee, Chris Candido, and Miss Tammy Fitch. Well, we saw what happened the signing last week. We had Ricky Morton out talking about it. He claims he's going to have his hair come August 6th. Yeah, what you about know that? what? I think the entire world has something against me. I think the entire world is banning against Tammy Fitch. I don't know why. I can't understand why. 
because all I know is on August 5th, it's the night of the legends, and I have to be handcuffed to Ricky Gibson. Then on August 6th, there's fire on the mountain, and in this match, and this match is a hair versus hair match, and if my boys lose, it's my hair. It's my hair that's going to be shaved. My my boys are going to try as hard as possible to beat the Rock and Roll Express so we can shave their heads and humiliate them like they've done me over and over again. But all I know is I've been trying so hard to get out of these contracts. I'm hiring the best lawyers possible. But the only problem with that is that it's depleting my bank account and then like in three weeks that little shopping spree I have planned in Rodeo Drive, I won't be able to take, I won't have any more money. So what I have done is I have started a legal defense fund for all of my gracious fans to contribute some money towards my defense and to help me get out of my contracts. And I know, all you, you know what? I wouldn't even be surprised if O.J. Simpson was found guilty because I got to the best lawyers in the country first. He's got to settle for second best. But I know all you wonderful people out there will send all the money possible to help me so I won't have to use, lose my shopping money. So wait, Bob, Bob, let's show the address no, on the screen no, right no, now. No, we can't, we can't do that. No, smoking, I said show smoking, the address smoking, right now so they can send that Smoking Mountain money. Wrestling can't condone that. I, we can't condone you Bob, doing you that. I want to see that address on that screen we right now so no. all my friends can send money. No, no, we can't put it on the screen. I said I want the address on. Tim, I'm fine. Forget it. I'm not tired of arguing with you. Come on, guys. You want me to get him, Tim? No, fans. Smoky Mountain Wrestling cannot condone any legal defense fund for Tammy Fitch. All right, let's go to the ring now for more action. She's trying to pull a Ron right here with um, doing a GoFundMe version of 1994. Harper, what'd you have? Man, she, she had that, that whole rack look going you, you notice that uh describe what you mean by that please for those who don't have you could tell she was uh laying down somewhere tanning and she had fucking she was either tanning like outside and she had sunglasses on it was, she had that that you know, like fucking robin from from batman and fucking robin fucking <laughs> look uh uh <laughs> Doc, would you uh, confirm that or deny it? <laughs> I don't look at her face all the time, so it's hard that's for me nice. to. Hey, man, she brought up OJ. That that's a warning shot for next week too. Yeah, we got a, a, a OJ reference. I'm looking at her eyes now, Harper. You're right. She must have had some like uh, those tanning goggles on that were like too big, because she no, she's cert she certainly yeah. got like a raccoon thing going. Yeah, she must have had sunglasses on laying out because it's like. She fucking looks like, you know, fucking Robin, like the Lone Ranger. But you'd still hit it, though, right? Yeah. Of course. You got to look at her in the face, right? No, I'm kidding. Um, Whoa. Tammy, we... Turn her, her. turn her over. You can stare at the back of her head. The That's fuck? Nice. Maybe Harper wants to throw a cosmic fireball at her eyes. <laughs> Flip her That's back not... over when you're about to shoot it. Okay. Uh, Proceed, Doc. What do you have? That's it. All right. That's nice. So they literally go to, right after that, the last match on the card, which is Primetime versus Tracy for the Beat the Champ TV title. I mean, they start this thing. There's only like three or four minutes left to TV time. So Les and Bob spend almost the whole match talking about how, you know, how bad Tammy would look bald-headed if she is the one who gets shaved and there's a bunch of shenanigans at the end of this thing a ref bump rock and roll come out to help tracy tracy covers primetime brian lee after rock and roll hit primetime with a double drop kick and tracy wins and that was that so um, really not much of a match i mean tracy's out there dancing with his southern heritage uh people out there waving the flag they're going nuts before the match even begins i mean it was a pretty it's pretty quick i mean um you know everybody they loved it they had a good time but it is what it is Short match, TV taping. Uh, Doc, any thoughts on this before we uh, go to the uh, end of it? So the first Smoky Mountain heavyweight champion lost in two minutes on TV. Yeah, but I mean, there was shenanigans. It wasn't like... He... Oh, okay. Yeah, the fucking Rock and Roll Express yeah, got mean, involved and all. But one of the best teams in the fucking world. So Okay. That's why you should never be a booker anywhere. What else do you have, Doc? Anything? 
No, I'm off writing oh. some booking plans. Y'all, I'm going to book your territory later today, pal. Y'all, I've, so, I've about had it with you. You're always so pessimistic. So okay. Negative. Mm. Uh, all right, let's go to the end of this thing. Or Jim Cornette is going to cut a quick promo. Here it is. With us right now, I tell you a little more than up. I think he needs a heart pill. We're going to have to give this guy oxygen or a something. When Road Warrior Hawk was interviewed, I thought you. Were what do you think explode. I'm supposed to do? What do you oh, think I'm man. supposed to do? That guy is a convicted murderer. He's a felon. He he tried to kill me. Do you realize that he attempted to take my life at Starcade '86, a 25 foot scaffold, and they knocked me off. I was clinging for dear life, and they were stomping at my fingers. Road Warrior Hulk Smoky Mountain Wrestling should not allow this. And I have a good mind. To, as a matter of fact, that's exactly what I'm going to do. If Smoky Mountain Wrestling allows Road Warrior Hulk to come in here for the Night of Legends and Fire on the Mountain, then me and Bruiser and the whole union, the whole Federation of International Thugs and Eliminators, we vow to go on strike. I will put Smoky Mountain Wrestling to a standstill because we will go on strike unless they ban Road Warrior Hawk from a parent here and tried to kill me again. I'm getting out of here. Come on, Bruiser, let's get out of here. Oh, he's still, he's still plenty upset, fans, no doubt about that. We'll see you next week. We're going to hear from Hawk next week. Also, we're going to take a look at a tag team called The Gangsters. All that and more <laughs> right here next week on Smoky Mountain <laughs> Wrestling. And until then, so The Gangsters. Mm. All right, Doc, what you got from Corny right there? He's hot, man. He's he's got a scramble here because Hawk is dangerous. He is a convicted felon. And remember, Cornette said, "Fine." He can't vote. Cornette said, "Fine, pick your partner, but you got to meet my demand." So it was like Corny booked himself into this, not literally, but you know what I mean. He he called this shot, like you know, he figured he was getting away with one by doing what he wanted to do, and yet. Bullet Bob one up him and went and got Hawk. So he's double mad pretty much at himself, but he's going to complain. So next week we'll get Hawk, who will cut a promo, and then the gangsters. Or, as Bob Cottle says, the gangsters. So anyway, um, Doc, any other thoughts? To the to the checks. So let's go to the disability checks. And remember, before we do it, make sure you're using our Amazon referral link. It's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Great way to support this show on an ongoing basis. Uh show gets a little bit of kickback in return when you use it give that link tinyurl.com slash btt amazon to your wives girlfriends hoes and side pieces in your life tell them to use it and when they do um it helps the show there you go uh i will go first on disability checks man i, I like this episode there was a lot going on shit we got you know even even with the the bad news not a bad news but you know jake deserting a promotion it just was a lot, man. We got Ron Wright coming back. We got a Hawk announcement. I, I I thought this was good. A lot of promos in this, so I got to go like 8.7 here. Doc? I love Smoky Mountain Wrestling, and this episode is starting to make me remember why after some slow periods here. As usual, I do like wrestling and Smoky Mountain Wrestling more than you do. I thought this was fantastic top shelf stuff and i'm gonna go to rarefied air for it i'm gonna say a 9.1 hopper what are you giving it i'll give it a, a nine this is wrestling yeah i mean all right the rock and roll express is just like they just background people now not for <laughs> long yeah it, it just seems like they just kind of like oh yeah them is there a debate on the government cheese award I don't know. Well, before we give it out, maybe you should consider, or please consider, becoming a patron at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt and get access to all the patron-only content. Again, that's tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Uh, I'm giving my government cheese to the man who originally made us fall in love with Smoky Mountain Wrestling from the start. Uh, he didn't do a ton here, but I still love seeing him in his Colonel Sanders outfit, and that is the one and only ron wright the living legend well he's not living anymore but he was then ron wright oh doc who are you giving yours to i'm going in a different direction and i'm celebrating the whole body of work give me corny man he cut several different promos and 
got mass men to attack. He's bringing the heavenly bodies back in. We even saw him fall from a scaffold again. So I'm going with Corny on this one. Who you got, Harper? I'm going to get to fucking Ron White coming back. Amen, brother. Amen to that. Ron yeah. is back in the saddle. All right, so that's going to wrap things up. Remember, become a patron, tinyurl.com slash BTT, and don't forget to use that Amazon referral link, too, at tinyurl.com slash Amazon. That's all we got. So for Doc, Hopper, and Hopper for myself, actually. Hopper, hit the tagline. Take us home. Look at bitch. Before we get out of here thank you to all of the patrons out there for being patrons of this show and helping us make this show possible twice per week each and every week and shout out to all of the hall of fame patrons out there mike childry k underscore row disrespectfully classy marky e. blassy jeffrey craig norman johnny on patreon the great john dean at yrc 21 josh dunn at ryan and auburn good old justin robert smith joseph ice tim morecci adam price brian evans Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Josh Fields, Chris Myers, Gerald Green, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Prue, Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy Alex, Slider91 US, David DeVries, Frog Zeppelin, SV Pageum, Bill Salsa, Big Rich, at Spyboy Sports Cap, Ari Miller39, uh, Dustin Roberts, Jay Shiny, Ruben Espinoza, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin underscore Andretti, Coleman822, Marty Howell, and T Hog94. And before I get out of here, special shout out to a friend of the show. Check out the bottom line wrestling cast. From Mike Prue and his buddy JV, who are breaking down the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin month by month on a weekly basis. I think they are currently covering 1998, depending on when you are listening to this. Uh, but you can go back and check out 96 and 97, those years of Austin. Um, and it's a, it's a good show, so check it out. New episodes are released every single Monday. They're available on most platforms, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, Google Play. You know how it works with podcasts by now. And you can also find them on Twitter, at BottomLineCast. So, once again, thank you to all the Hall of Fame patrons. And check out the Bottom Line Cast with Mike Peru and JV. And that's it, guys. Until next week, book it, bitch. <laughs>